Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Welcome to the Not So Daily Show. The show comes to you daily, except when it doesn't. I'm your host, Timber Kevin. To my left, we've got political analyst and guy with the coolest name in the world, Temba Malile. What's up, brother? And to my right, we've got my good friend and one of the most talented dudes I know, Nick Soul. What's up, bro? Good to have you, bro. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. All right, so let's begin with Julius Malen. Julius turned 40 this week, and I swear I've never understood the petty name Kidiwoni until now. <laughs> the, the phrase, life begins as 40, is totally not on board with this guy. In just his 30s, Julius had already beefed with three presidents. Three presidents. And Casper is still beefing with AKA, guys. Imagine. Guys, <laughs> okay, what do you even do for a guy like Julius? I mean, like, you could throw him a party, but he'll just leave and start his own. <laughs> So, guys, what I want to know is that what are your thoughts of the life of Julius till now? I mean, like I said, just at 40 years old, this guy has lived more than people live their whole lives. Yeah. What, is, what is your take on Julius? I think just be yourself. That's a great thing about it. And sometimes it's very intimidating. You know, the world sometimes puts us in these boxes that yeah. we sh should live. But I think he's that guy for me. When I look at him, I'm just like, hey, dude, if you really do what you want to do and say what you want to say, then that creates an individual out of you. Sure. Yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, so and those are jewels. You hard to find, I think. Yeah. It is hard yeah. to find, bro. Yeah. I mean, like, I think I feel like we're honored to live in his in his time. Like, personally, I don't want him to be my president, but <laughs> I am like so glad, like, like that we could experience him. And I think he was like part of the reeling in we needed as like having such a. Uh, a majority black government, yeah, you know sure. what I'm saying? Yeah. I know you have a lot of opinions when it comes to Juju, a lot. What no, do you think about I this? mean, Juju's the top guy, top gent, top mind, he's got a brilliant mind, right? Yes. Political mind is a political animal. But I mean, at 40, you don't even realize that actually this guy is only 40 with the yeah. amount of stuff that he's achieved. Yeah. You know, the amount of stuff that, that he's done, like you said, I mean, in his 30s, only he's built to three presidents. He's <laughs> instrumental in bringing in presidents, taking our presidents, you know. And the EFF is eight years old, and Julius is only 40 years old. The Amazing. 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 Imagine. Amazing. And I was thinking the other day, I was like, as much as it's a joke that he's beefed with three presidents, but uh, Cyril Ramaphosa is on his second term now, which means his first, fi first term. Oh, yeah. Oh, he came in just before. He's on his first term. Uh, Jay-Z did nine years, right? Did nine years. So that's, together, that's like 13 years, yeah. which means when Julius was fighting Tawambek, he was like in his early 20s. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. That's insane, bro. It's crazy. That's Jeez. insane to fathom. Jeez, and I mean, at 40, he still probably has a lot to offer right, mm. the South African political landscape. Mm -hmm. And I think there's still a lot that he can do. And I mean, if you look at his party, um, the growth has been organic. Yeah. You yeah. know, ground up, from the ground, he's been there, growing it steadily every single election. Mm. They're growing. I mean, I'm not sure the percentage that they're growing at, yeah. but it's obvious it's not like 10%. Mm. But if you look at it in that eight years, they've probably grown eightfold. Literally, okay. so it's crazy yeah. I mean, what they've achieved in that short period of time with him at the helm. Yeah. It's crazy. Just, just going to be interesting to see if he will still be in charge of the party when he gets to fifty. Yeah. You know, sixty. Yeah. Will he have reached the heights that I know we he wants to reach as yeah. being president of the country? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But Trump guy, top it's, it's, it's top definitely guy. like something that uh, I'm looking forward to seeing. 
And uh, speaking of presidents, right? Patrice Mutipe has pulled a Khalima Mutlante when it comes to African football. He has become the president and people did not even vote. <laughs> so, Mamelodi Sundowns chairperson Patrice Mutsepe will run for the presidency of the Confederation of African Football unopposed. This follows his opponents standing down in favor of an advisor role and two vice presidency roles. Mutipe is now the president of CAF, which is the Confederations of African Football. And get this, dude. Three of his opponents in the run for becoming president pulled out to support him. I mean, imagine if you were going for an audition and three of the actors you're auditioning against are like, Hi, actually, Nick deserves this role. Yeah. How crazy is that, bro? Like, That's crazy. Dude, it's insane. Yeah. But people have said it's just because he has so much money. And like, like looking at the evidence, bro, like he... He came out with his manifesto like I think months after he announced that he's running. Yeah. People didn't even know what he was standing for until like a few weeks ago. So like I can't help but almost agree that the money or the influence must have had something to do with it. So I don't know bro, do you think, what do you think? Because I know you're following that story yeah. very closely. Yeah, I've been following the story very closely since it broke and I was actually listening to his 10 point plan that manifesto mm -hmm. dropped down um, two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Look, the clout definitely helps because African football right now is in tatters. Yeah, exactly. You know, this is, I don't know what that is going on at CAF. We can't even get the games live on TV. The CAF Champions League games, none of that is on TV. There's like on the same tournament now. On TV. Happening. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not even on TV. It's yeah. not even on TV. You know, it's yeah. not even broadcast. So, Mozipi with this clout, right? Hopefully, those are things that you hope that he'll be able to sort out. Yeah. Get the sponsors in, because I mean, he's one of the guys that you know he can get into a boardroom and actually get those big corporates to spend the money yeah, exactly. and channel it into mm. African football. So I think that's what people are actually hoping for, that this is a guy with clout, mm. a guy who can actually go into a global boardroom, yeah. global corporations, mm. and get them to actually channel the money and, exactly, and bring yeah. it into African football. So hopefully that works out. With the other guys dropping out, I mean, apparently it's a deal that was brokered by FIFA. Yeah. You know, where now his opponents will now become the vice um, president oh, of CAF. So, so that they've actually structured a situation where Mutsipe is at the helm, but the yeah, other guys exactly. will fall a core part of his team in running African football. Team, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, if that means there's a bit of unity in African football, you know, with the South, the West, the Anglo Anglophones and the Francophones coming together and Mutsipe at the helm for the greater good of African football, Hey man, it works. I mean, this is the guy that brought us. Uh, just in football, he brought us Ronaldinho back in the day. He brought Barcelona mm -hmm. to the to the country. This is the guy who brought Jay Z and Beyonce just like a year or two ago man. to the country. That <laughs> life changing event, my man. And people were saying, was so surreal. <laughs> exactly, yeah. right? People were saying that they're not even Christian, but if Jesus is gonna come back, it's probably Mutsipe that's gonna bring him back. <laughs> It was never gonna happen. Only with people can make it happen. But yeah. so, but I feel like yeah, bro. Money, money can just move mountains. Money can just move mountains. And like, sure, you say it's because of the money in a bad way. Sure. But that's the best thing. Like you have somebody that has the money to make things yeah. happen. I mean, why would that be a bad thing? Yeah, that is runs with that rich, you know, that rich uncle who visits <laughs> at the grandmother's place, <laughs> and all the cousins come and visit because they know. You know, he's there. coming and he yeah. drops out 20 rand, 20 rand, 20 rand. <laughs> exactly. And also in, in, in the family board, yeah. he's mm -hmm. the one, he's the mutsipe in the family, family board. board yeah. So it, it kind of works like that in simple terms. Mm. Yeah, but like that's yeah. how influential this guy is. His yeah. name is even a saying, ah, bro, are you a mutsipe? <laughs> like, oh, that's the mutsipe. That's like how, <laughs> how crazy yeah. he is, bro. Yeah. But sticking to finance news, guys, 
We talked about it last week. Yeah. Jay-Z has brokered another huge deal. Jay-Z has sold the majority stake in Tidal to um, the CEO and uh, founder of Twitter, Jack Dorsey. So they struck a deal on a yacht, apparently. So they've been chilling and they struck a deal. And I just can't help but think. Ever since Kanye became a billionaire, Jay-Z has just been doing crazy money moves, bro. So I know Jay-Z is definitely yeah. feeling like the Michael Jordan of finance. Like when he saw Kanye become a billionaire, sure. he's just like... He took it personally. He took it personally, bro. He took it personally, bro. But I mean, he's been a billionaire for like two, three years already. Yeah. Because he was hip-hop's first billionaire. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's just yeah. that Kanye overtook him. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And yeah. Kanye, they were saying he's on 1.3 billion. He says he's on 3.5. <laughs> Kanye. Yeah, yeah. So he's on 3.5. Also Kanye. Also Kanye, yeah. Uh, I, and I was listening to Kanye West yesterday uh, when I was in the gym on Life of Pablo. He said something about like, uh, it was just a random rap. He's like, you must stop messing with the girls until like before he loses half his wealth. And now he's going through a divorce. It's about to lose half his wealth. Mm. <laughs> is he losing or gaining, bro? Like when you divorce yeah. a woman as rich as Kim, yeah, it's just like, ah, take my 500,000, sure. give me your 500,000. Let's be squared. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah. But moving on to the main story of today, the reason that we got Nick Soul in is that today, or yesterday, Friday, the 5th of March, was coming to America Day. So this is like the biggest, my favorite movie of all time. Mm -hmm. the, the first movie, which was uh, actually made in the year Nick was born. So, 1988, <laughs> 1988 32 years to yeah. get a sequel. Yeah. And the big story is that Noam Zamombata is in the movie, playing the role of Mirembe. I haven't watched the movie yet, but it's out. Have you guys watched the movie? Nope. Not yet, Not but yet. I will watch it though. Yeah. You will watch it. Yeah. Are you excited to watch it? I'm... I'm I saw the trailer, you know, mm. uh, it kind of, I don't know, I, I'm happy for Nomzamo because I yeah. think it's time, and I've always said, if you want to, the, the difference between Africa and Hollywood is a, is a plane ticket, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not the thing it's of, not what people think, no, not like, really, come on, like, you know, I mean, I've shot, I've shot a couple of films overseas, so it's just like, I kind of see what happens, I don't know, I'm happy to see it, but I just think the narrative of it, now slowly in terms of how America sees Africa, mm. needs to slowly kind of be real, and, and that for me, that's it. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. We spoke about it, please. The king and queen type of thing, yeah. and how it's told just needs to really be real because yeah. we are in the real world. Mm. But I will watch the film, and I think it's a great thing that Unomzamo is representing. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I think it's it's a good thing so that other girls can learn that you know that it's it's just a plain ticket. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I want to bring Blaze into the conversation more because Blaze is a director and a filmmaker. Uh, Blaze, from your side, bro, when you when you're watching it, and as a, someone who's aspiring to make films at the highest level, what are like the biggest differences you notice, and especially when you see African actors? Like, let's say you watch a show with Nick in South Africa, yeah. then you watch a show with Nick in America. Do you feel like the Nick is the same and then the surrounding is different? Or do you feel like even the Nick changes? Like, even the acting from the character changes? I mean, I think it's definitely more exposure sure. for whoever the actor is, sure. right? So, it, I don't think they change necessarily, but they definitely get more reach more connections, all that stuff, yeah. they get more opportunities and therefore they can better their craft, reach more mm. audiences. Um, so yeah, I think it's definitely dope for Nomzamo and I think Black yeah, Panther also proves so that too, yeah. it opens a bunch of doors, like um, yeah. Akani, Achando. Akani, 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 Akani,
or at least more exposure. Yeah. So sure. he was able to leverage it into staying in America much longer sure. and mm. not just staying and struggling, but actually right. staying yeah. and making moves. Mm. Sure. So I think it's it's definitely worthwhile. Um, you know, at the end of the day, Hollywood is still the biggest yeah, film industry sure. in the world. Yeah, so, so the resources. Yeah, resources yeah. are crazy, bro. Yeah, speaking of that, I actually um, wanted to ask Nick because, you like, you know, like with Presley Chenya right? Yes, yes, yes. The biggest uh, conversation people have when they see him, they're like, "Yo, look at um, what's her name? Um, Terry. Terry. Yeah, Terry. Look how her career went. Look how your career went. Could you have stayed in the states and like tried to work there?" And his thing is that. If I if I'm in the states, the only roles I'm looking for is that African guy, that African guy, you know. See, I didn't even know that was his narrative. Yeah, that's his narrative. I think he said it on one of it, on McGee's podcast that <clears throat> you can only go for one role, but and that's like a, a common, uh, you know, conversation. Is it easier to? stay that side and look for work or can they see you from this side i know hungani also said to me when i interviewed him when he studied in the states he thought about staying that side but uh he's like no after like a, a bit of time he's like let me just come home and now that he's at home he's like nah the grass is not greener where on the other side is greener where you water it and hungani now there was talks of like um, kenya wanting him for blackish and uh, look at uh, tucson big Mm. She's now working overseas, but she was spotted here. Sure. Pearl, uh, Pearl Tusi is in Thailand now shooting a movie. Sure. And you've done a lot of things here, you go that side. So, do you, would you still advise like actors or musicians or whoever to go to America to try to find opportunities where there's like a million people trying to do it? Or is it better to just stay here and whether send your stuff across or do the best work you can? Sure. sure. As an actor, what is your approach? Because I know like Jeez, everybody yeah. wants to end up. Doing Hollywood because yeah. it is the biggest market. It is the best way to showcase your yeah. work. But what do you think in this day and age of the internet is the best way to go about it? I mean, the the, the bridge is really crossed now. You know, mm. what I mean, like people just Google. And there was this British comedian I was watching that that on Wendy Williams. Mm. I forgot her name. Um, but she was just saying um, they were writing this comedy, and then they went on Google. And they say Nigerian, they were looking for a very specific writer. They said Nigerian comedians. And she was the first one who popped up. Then they called her from there. Yes, then she became part of the writers and starring in the show. You know what I mean? So it's not even a thing. You know what I mean? Like it's just everything's out there online. You work on your show reel, you know. And, and actually international agencies are very open now to signing uh, international talent. talent. Yeah. So they push you while you're sitting in Johannesburg, exactly. pushing your, your stuff. And then they say, okay, cool, send us a tape for this. And because of COVID now, actually everything we do, we do something we call self-tapes. Yeah, That's yeah, what we do. Exactly. Self-tapes, self-tapes, self-tapes. So if you're in Africa and, and something is needed in America, you do a self-tape. Yeah. You see, just, just, you, yeah. it's also cheaper. So. Yeah. Mm. Just add on that, Norm's almost said the same thing. I was reading an interview on The Hollywood Reporter, I sure. think, about it. Yes, I saw it came out a few days ago. A few days ago, he said yeah. the same thing. That's how the interviewing process went by. Mm. I mean, yes, you flew from Abu Dhabi to USA, you did a screen test. Mm. COVID, she mm. came back to South Africa. Or oh, before that, actually, but she came back to South Africa. But the process was through the soft tapes, yeah. like an eight-week period where you're sending screen yes. tests. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And then yeah. that's how she got the and role after yeah. all that. Job. So I don't think really, because also the, the logistics of moving mm. to America, yeah. it's, it's really expensive, even yeah. for American actors. Like uh, moving in, because you've got New York, you've got Hollywood. Yeah. You choose. If you're a stage actor like me, I can live in New York, then work with my agent you know, via yeah. Hollywood, then fly to LA if I need to, well, you have to do uh, a, a final yeah. screening. Mm. Yeah, but exactly. the logistics, the money. Yeah. I mean, I have friends, you know, I can survive, but it's just, um, 
it's really close to impossible yeah. if you don't have the money to ah, go there. Yeah. So you just make sure you do, you have your agent and then you, you're good to go yeah. while you're yeah. hustling. Because yeah. also, and also the Presley thing, because like I didn't know that for me, because when I spoke to my agent, I said, I don't want to be a Tyrone. Mm. You know, <laughs> because there's many other Tyrones. Tyrone, yeah. uh, in the States. In the States. Who are the actual Tyrones. Yeah, 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 who are actual Tyrones. I'm going to sit down and let an accent, an accent, yeah. Hey, what are you doing, man? You know what I mean? Like, get, get a ride. You know what I'm saying? Get them over, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, that takes time and takes money to get a, because you've got to have to accent coach and yes. everything. You can't just do it on your own. Mm. And also in America, when you play an American role, where are you from? Alabama, Salt Lake City? Yeah. Are you from like New York? Are you from, you know, Salt it, there's no gener generic it's American accent. It's not just Tibo touch. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's not just the Liaga Tibo. But, but, but at the end of the day, the world is opening up, not opening up, it's about the world is seeing mm. the incredibleness and the dopeness and, yeah. the, and the sickness that Africa yeah, is. Yeah. And even in music, Davido, Tio Savage yeah. being signed overseas. Mm. So yeah. even in acting, that's what's happening right now. So why not contribute to how the world sees Africa by selling yourself to the world exactly. than having to, to, to be part of what has been sold to us for many years. Yeah. That narrative for me, I know it. Mm. I, think I know also, it. Bro, I know like it. When, yeah. I think the phrase you said about watering where you are, yeah. the, the grass is greener when yeah. you water. Yes. I think that's true. Because yeah. if you look at like artists like AKA Casper, they, for instance, only made it to, is it the breakfast show or soy? Sure. Once they had already made it big here. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to make it where you are. It's cheaper, it's easier. Sure. <laughs> and you also have long-term support. For sure. Yeah, but, yeah, the, but also the world doesn't care. Yeah. yeah, the world yeah. doesn't care. Like, the world doesn't really care because, yes, fly to America. Like, I'm interesting to America mm. from, from how I sound and what I've done. Okay. Because yeah. I've been there. Yeah. So then they're like, oh my God, where are you from? Tell us more. <laughs> Your sound, the way you look, I'm interesting to America. I'm yeah. a product to America. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, water, that green part yeah. situation. So now, if you go to America yeah, and exactly. you blend in, yeah, like, yeah. Just, it's green. Yeah, it, yeah, the grass is green here. The grass is brown here. But also, so do I, yeah. I think what yeah. you said about being a Tyrone is important because when you look at just the practical side of it, as a black person in South Africa, you yes. are part of the majority, sure. right? Sure. In America, you're part of the minority. Sure. Even people who are natives, African-Americans, they struggle to make it there. Sure. Mm. So when I'm now an unknown, you want to go there, it's going to be hard. Mm. Harder yeah. than it would be here. So I feel like it's easier to make it in your country mm. and then yeah. it makes you so much more visible. To, to those people who are looking yeah. for, for talent outside. Especially like in this day and age. You guys see how well Majimbo is, are you saying yeah, that he's doing? Yeah, yeah, Elsa yeah. is doing. Amazing. Killing yeah. it, bro. Yeah. Like just from her phone, bro. Yeah. And now she's working that side. And to what you said about with Davido, uh, just this past week, Nasty C was on Ellen. Mm. Yes, yes. Davido was on, uh, on, uh, on Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, yeah, and these guys are just chilling at home, shooting with their guys. And you see that, yo, dude, the quality is, is there. Everything is dope. It's just the opportunities and the reach. And now, because sure. of the internet, everything is reaching. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I thought you were saying I something. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, so now I totally, totally agree with you guys. Totally agree yeah. with you guys. Yeah. But that is the show uh, in terms of the topics I had. So I think like now uh, we can just even just uh, go into convo about what's up in Nick Soul's life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So what's happening with what's happening with Yemen Delan, bro? I saw um, 
you you you're shooting you said you're shooting a wedding soon or? yeah there's some yeah there, there should be a wedding coming up soon yeah. the curse the engaged remember there was a big conversation about mm. multiracial relationships which yeah. was such a shocker you know mm. even the bbc you know like what the hell like came in yeah why i'm talking about the bbc about multiracial mm. relationships exactly i mean i know where we come from but i think sure. we, we kind of all separate and hiding in our shadows mm. about what we feel yeah because <laughs> really the conversation hasn't been had yet <laughs> but that's another topic. Yeah, but I mean, it's great. I, I think I like the platform because it, it has opened me up to different audiences. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Skim Sums and all of that, they did the black, and that will never go away for me. Okay. Which is yeah. weird. It's been like so many years. That will never go away. But then this platform then says, okay, then here's uh, you know the, the, the colored audience, yeah. here's the white audience. audience. So then, so then you're you're not just big because to the majority, mm. you're big even to the minority. So then the, it's a bigger conversation for me because my work, that's where I want to go as a producer yeah. Yeah. to then look at what spaces I can you know I can take. Yeah. But I just don't want to make films. You know, obviously for I'm a black person yeah. and, 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 and that's where my narrative is. But I want, I want other people to watch my stuff yeah. Yeah. and find, and find interest yeah. in it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yes, the conversation wasn't had, but we're moving forward and how mm. are we moving forward? Okay. And, and yeah. business was a producer and a writer, then how do you find your space, space exactly. in such a complicated world? Exactly. And I think like, yeah. if it's yeah. not for like, yeah. you know, I think we can't run away from the fact that um, like I've heard from other people that have been on Seven Dela. I think we've also touched on the conversation with you. There are challenges right, sure. to acting sure. on a production that speaks like predominantly another language. Sure. But if if actors aren't willing to go into those uncomfortable spaces, correct, then no nothing is ever gonna happen. Like no transformation in ever yeah, true. Yes, like, yes, yes. Know? Yeah, and, and I think for me, because first of all, and I was speaking to our dialogue coach, because we have a di- we have a dialogue coach on some of the line, which is quite very professional, you know. Yeah. Like say a dialogue coach before you go on set. It, yeah. So it's not just your understanding of the material. Mm. Like someone else kinda you kinda sit down and see it. You know how the material is. At least for me, I know that I know the reason why I'm on that set. Mm. You know what I mean? I know the reason why I'm on that set because uh, you know, also as an actor, you must challenge yourself acting in a language you don't understand. Imagine yeah. you going to, going to France and doing a right. French film. We have no idea yeah, what they say. You have to do your research. Exactly, bro. You see how big those shows are. Lupin mm. on, on Netflix mm. is doing huge things. Uh, the Spanish shows are That's doing South things. Korean shows the also. South Korean yeah. shows. So I'm like yeah. actors yeah. are worried about. Like in South Africa, maybe we're comfortable because we have so many languages. Correct. But yo, dude, in terms of the world, sure. you probably are gonna have to learn another language if you try. Yeah, to of course. Do a big role elsewhere. Yeah. And, outside and, of yeah, America. Yeah, also, yeah. Outside, and, and no one cares anymore. And hence, I said about Hollywood. And I love Hollywood. I, Hollywood, yeah. I love you wherever you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love you, Hollywood. I am me. But but the world is not about that anymore. Yeah. You know, let's focus on Asian films, French films. Yes. What Netflix and that space is doing yeah. is saying to us, guys, let's look at other places yeah. and, and we, we, we are all yeah. Because America had the first mic, yes. but now the baton has been passed. passed. So everybody has the microphone. Tell your narrative back to the African thing. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, my people are my people. I, I live for my people, mm-hmm. I live for my narrative. When my great grandparents would be proud of me and, and, and when I get to heaven one day, the question would what did you tell? Yeah. yeah. And what does the have you made the world yeah. more different yeah. from what you know? Yeah. Yeah. And before we wrap it up, bro, uh, what's up? What's next? Skim Sam, uh, I know people want you back there. Is it gonna happen? <laughs> On Instagram my handle is Nixon, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs>
No, I'm more into producing. Faye takes time, talk to me. Documentaries, I'm, I'm working on films. I'm planning to shoot my first film okay. this year, yeah. in December. So I maybe I might see you for a role. You know my favorite part, uh, the music. What can we look forward yeah. to? Ah, dog, Afro Jam. Yes. You see the Tiwa Davido thing? Yeah. That it, that's why it took so long. My first album was 2017, yeah. nominated for a summer. Yeah. You, you know, but now I think it's Grammy. You know, I, like, no, because I've, I've taken, I'm not rushing my music. Yeah. I, I'm older, I'm 32 years old. When it comes out, people need to be like, that's a man who made this. It wasn't rush, rush. You know what I mean? There mustn't be questions about it. Yeah. You know, and consistently, that I think that's where I am right now. Yeah, bro. Now I'm looking forward to everything, bro. Like I said, Nick is one of the most talented people I know. Mm -hmm. So okay, everything um, that he's bringing out, I'd encourage you guys to check it out. Like you said, follow him on. Ah, uh -uh, they're so secular, man. Oh, no, like you say, <laughs> yes, okay. okay, no, I'm joking. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Let you do your job. Sorry. So, yeah. Like I said, Nick is one of the most talented people I know. Like you said, um, he's on Instagram, he's on Twitter, he's on everything. We'll put all those links in the description. Like, you see, shooting a show with your friends. <laughs> but that's what, yeah. what makes the show so fun. Yeah. Um, having talented friends, having people that are very opinionated. So yeah, now I'm gonna do my job. So yeah, like Nick said, follow him on Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is. We'll put all those links in the description. Yeah just to find out what he's working on, what's happening in his life. And yeah, we'll put all our links in the description. And as usual, we are shooting at Seam Coffee, guys. Seam uh, Coffee, yeah. Seam Coffee, in four ways, do visit the spot, check it out, show them support. Uh, by so doing, showing us support. And until next time, don't forget to do the usual. Subscribe, tell a friend, like the video, and just spread the word. Until next time, guys, cheers, enjoy.